Hey folks, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, and whatever part of the day it is for y'all. I have two dogs so far on our little walk. For those of y'all that continue to give me a few minutes of your time each day, I'm grateful. And for those of you that continue to share the podcast, I appreciate it. A great deal trying to chase a turkey off the porch that thinks that they belong here for some reason. (laughs) Morning entertainment. There they go. So, I wanted to go back. Oh, yeah. Uh, For those of y'all that continue to share the podcast, I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Anytime you get a chance to and you feel you've got somebody that would appreciate it or it would be useful for, please do, because that is absolutely, obviously notwithstanding God, who I can't take out of the picture, that's absolutely why the podcast continues to grow week after week almost. So we're going to jump in here, uh, see what we can see what we can find. I was trying to think if there was anything else I needed to tell you all about. We did a little work in the garden yesterday, but nothing too exciting. We did grow some eggplants for the first time this year, which is kind of interesting. Uh, I haven't eaten any of them yet, but we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I think that's about it. So we're going to talk about something today that is kind of just... I guess they're all general topics to a certain extent, but it's just something I've noticed. And I'm sure that many of y'all have as well. Maybe haven't put a a name to it, but I'm sure that you have had this feeling. And it's, you just hear a little snippet on the news here. Uh, You hear a comment in passing from a coworker or somebody just out in public. Uh, there's a number of places you can get it. I've I've seen both of those. Even see it at church sometimes, sadly. Uh, but the point is, you you hear this this idea, and we've talked about this before in the podcast. But this idea of socially liberal but fiscally conservative, and so on the left, you get socially liberal, fiscally liberal. I mean, just the left all the way over. But for a lot of people today, you you hear constantly this independent voter or, man, all these people are waking up or the you get the comparison of the Trump voters or the Reagan voters back in the 80s. And what it always really comes down to is we get in this pain economic, economically, financially. Right. Because that's where when people really start to get serious, uh, you hit their wallet. And the gas prices today, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, y'all can double check this and let me know if I'm wrong, please, uh, as y'all do. And I'm grateful for that. I think gas prices national average, and this is from AAA or somebody like that, some car, they hit over $5, the national average did for the first time this week. And that's been a long line of many firsts. 
And you're starting to see that translate to grocery stores, restaurants. I know firsthand a couple of restaurants that have had to increase prices. And it's not just the food, folks. It's it's the deliverables like styrofoam cups or plastic cups or utensils or boxes. You know, if you're talking about fast food, not only and not only have these things, the price has gone up, but the supply chain is broken. You talk to these people that run coffee shop or a restaurant down the road or a fast food joint. And, and they'll talk to you about trying to juggle, not just keeping the price down so that people continue to come in, right? But also, well, we, we can't give you this kind of lid today because our supplier didn't have it. Or we ran out of that item on the menu uh, because our supplier doesn't have enough of it in their warehouse. Or, you know, a, a box of this kind of food cost this amount last year, and now this year it costs five times as much. And those are all specific firsthand examples just from me, folks, of, of just stopping in and talking to uh, a couple different, somebody here, somebody there. I don't want to throw them under the bus, but I don't know why, but I'm just not going to. So these are all firsthand accounts, and I'm sure that you all have your own, probably more that you could add to this. And so we get in this habit, and, and we've done it throughout our history, but you get a lot of people that go, man, if we would just fix this, everything would be okay. We did it with COVID. I, you can't even count the number of times probably on all your fingers and toes that you heard somebody say, I just want to get back to normal. If we could just get over COVID, then we could get back to normal. Well, COVID's gone, folks. I mean, you rarely, every once in a while, you hear about, hear about it in the news when somebody wants to make a talking point, but we don't hear it anymore, do we? No, it's gone. And yet we're still struggling. We're still struggling. So often today, what this has all been driven by, or not all of it, it's, as I said, it's kind of a compilation of all these things. But the gas prices, man, if we could, if we could just get the gas prices back down, everything would be okay. We'd be all right, man. Uh, we could go back to normal. Folks, normal, normal is what got us here in the first place. Normal is why we're here. And so I'm going to read. I've got, I've dug up a few quotes. And, you know, our founding fathers, because I'm going to use three quotes from that time period, as I so often do here on this podcast. Yeah, they had some, some economic concerns. Absolutely. But this idea that their major concerns were economic, as far as that's what drove the entire revolution is ludicrous. And I, and I hope that y'all have seen this over the podcast, especially if y'all been here for the last year or so. These people publicly, constantly turned first to God. Now that pain, that economic pain may have woken some of them up. You talk about the stamp acts, right? You, you talk about some of the other financial burdens that parliament put on our founders during that period. But this was this was a long time in coming. And the underlying issues were much deeper, much deeper. You read through the list of grievances in the Declaration of Independence that Jefferson and Adams and Franklin, if I got those three right, worked on. And you see, they talked about things like you're talking about evil things, not just financial burdens and and the deal always goes back to God. 
they knew that there were deeper problems with the relationship with the king and parliament than just those that were merely economic. And so I want to run through a few. The first one, I've used this before, folks, but it's it's just it points out to, to the really the deep issue that we have today. And, and if I have time, I'm going to try and break this down just a little bit, not just economically, but also with education and then within our marriages and families. But if I don't have time, folks, this really you can go back and think about this, whatever part of the day you're in. This really is true in all three categories, perhaps marriage first and then education and then eco- the economy even last. But I'm just attacking it from that direction today. John Jay, first chief justice of the Supreme Court. If you've been here a while, you've heard this quote. Providence has given to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. This was the first chief justice of the Supreme Court. So completely wipes out just in that one quote, the notion that our founders wanted to separate church and state in the modern leftist sense of the 1947 separation of church and state decision. Not true at all. They they wanted, <laughs> this is the first Supreme Court Chief Justice telling us, you have not only a privilege, and it's not only in your interest, you have a duty to choose men who follow Jesus Christ. And if you want to get really nasty here really quick, folks, uh, go back to C.S. Lewis. I was reading through Mere Christianity again, and he made the comment, in, in the parentheses in his book said it, I'm afraid this is going to be very unpopular, right? You've got submission to authority. Men are supposed to submit to who? God and Jesus Christ. The wives are supposed to submit to who? The husband. So, you know, we all have our roles to play here, folks, and we're all doing a, not all, but <laughs> quite a few of us are doing a pretty bad job. And, and this is the problem. This is where the gas prices come from. This is where the raising of of prices in the grocery store come from. This is where the problems in our marriages and our education come from. It's not, we can't wave some magic wand, folks, and fix the economy and think, okay, everything's going to be great now. Because we're not really fixing the deeper problem, the underlying cause, and that is our rejection of God as a nation that was founded on his principles, on his commands, on his son's teachings. Right? So, okay, so there's John Jay. John Adams, second president. This is a great one, folks, because so often, not only today, do you hear uh, you hear the cries of socially liberal but fiscally conservative. You hear the cries of Trump. Just get Trump back in. Trump will make it. It's just Biden's fault. If we can just get Trump back in, everything will be fantastic. You know, uh, what's the catchphrase? MAGA 2024, make America great again and all this stuff. And I get it. I, 100%. Lesser of two evils, et cetera, et cetera. But This quote by Adams just hammers that into the ground. Statesman, my dear, and this is a letter from 21 June 1776. I don't know if this was a cousin of his or not, but it was, or or Lady Zabadell, Zabadell Adams, I think. I I thought it was his wife originally, but I guess not. I'm pulling this, by the way, folks. Uh, That first quote was out of the Patriots Bible, which if you don't have a copy, strongly recommend The second one is from the National Archives, Founders Online. It's in some other sources that I use, but this is where I'm pulling it from today. Statesmen, my dear sir, may plan and speculate for liberty, but it is religion and morality alone which can establish the principles upon which freedom can securely stand. 
The only foundation for a free constitution is pure virtue. And if this cannot be inspired into our people in a greater measure than they have it now, they may change their rulers and their forms of government, but they will not obtain a lasting liberty. They will only exchange tyrants and tyrannies. I just I love this quote, folks. And it took me a while to dig it up because so often you can find this quote a lot of places online. And even in, I went through, uh, this is probably one of the very few deficiencies I found in these books that I recommend to you all so often. But they took out that last line of his, they will only exchange tyrants and tyrannies. Folks, it doesn't matter if it's Biden or Trump or Schumer or AOC or Crenshaw or, or pick whoever you like, Cruz, uh, Pelosi. It doesn't matter if we don't elect leaders who follow Christ's principles. And that's what Adams was telling us here. It, statesmen can plan all they want. We can change our form of government all we want. We can change our elected leaders all we want. But if we don't have religion and morality, if we don't have virtue and, and, and turn to God, right? And, and, and Adams, that's exactly what he was talking about. And then the, the New Testament verse comes to mind, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There's freedom, folks. We can't have it. We can't have this republic. You know, Benjamin Rush talked about that. The only secure foundation for republicanism, in the sense not of the political party today, but in, in being a republic, is the principles of Jesus Christ. All right. So uh, just a wonderful quote there, folks. We can try and fix this stuff backwards, you know, try and fix the economy or get the, the, the best, the better person elected into the Senate or the House or our local leaders all we want. But if those people, if we aren't following God and if those people aren't following God, it's, it's not going to matter. And our founders knew this. They told us this. So the third one I had to dig for a while because I have made the mistake once or twice on here of pulling a quote online only to find later that the quote was suspicious. Not necessarily that it was wrong, uh, not that the intent of the quote was wrong, but perhaps it wasn't identified correctly. And so I had to dig and, and I dug back to a book from 1908. Um, it's a dictionary of thoughts by Tyrone Edwards. And I was looking for this quote by Patrick Henry. And it says, Patrick Henry, I'm sure most of y'all that listen to this podcast know, but every once in a while I feel like I need to say this again. Uh, he was one of the men, the Sons of Liberty, that really stirred up our revolution, right? He gave the uh, give me liberty or give me death speech in Virginia. Bad men cannot make good citizens. Let's say that again, folks. Bad men cannot make good citizens. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're not a good man and woman, you're not going to make a good citizen. A splat. And, and look at what we have across the nation today. You can hammer this any way you want. Uh, you can go to abortion. You can go to illegal immigration. You can go to the bigotry of critical race theory. All the things I hammer all the time. If you stand for evil, if you are a bad man or woman, there's no way you're ever going to make a good American citizen. It's impossible. <laughs> Which is, sorry, I'm laughing because I just said that off the cuff, but this is the rest of the quote. 
It is impossible that a nation of infidels or idolaters should be a nation of free men. It is when a people forget God that tyrants forge their chains. A, it says, vitiated state. I'm not sure that's the right word. This, this is a, this quote, this old book is a PDF that somebody scanned in. And so some of it's a little off, so I apologize. But a state of morals, a corrupted public conscience is incompatible with freedom. No free government or the blessings of liberty can be preserved to any people, but by a firm adherence to justice, moderation, temperance, frugality, and virtue, and by a frequent reoccurrence to fundamental principles. So he's saying you've got to stick to those fundamental principles, and there's no way for a bad people to have freedom. It's incompatible. You can't have the blessings of liberty if you don't turn to God, right? When you forget God, and we have absolutely forgotten God. So we need to get this idea of if we'll just fix the economy, then everything else will be fine. If we'll just fix that, then everything will go back to normal, just like the COVID normal mentality. We don't need normal folks. We need different. We need a radical shift back to our founding principles. And I, I've got one coming up based on some comments of John Jay's. Folks, we're headed like a freight train toward a civil war. If you don't see that, you're really just not paying attention. It's like watching a, a marriage where both people are getting more and more different. Their values, not, not just on the surface, but their deep values, more and more different. And, and you don't think they're headed for divorce. That's insane. It's ludicrous. It makes no sense. And, and that's, uh, I heard somebody use the phrase this week, a national divorce. We're headed toward a civil war. And it's because we have refused to turn back to God time and time and time again and follow his principles. So I, I talked about the economy just real quick. Education. Uh, I just made mention of the marriage thing, folks. When you have these differences, the problem in, in marriages today is not that we if we could just, you know, man, if we just had more money, our marriage would be happy if we just had better financial situation, a bigger house, more land, if our kids were healthy or happy or more popular or whatever it is, if I had a better job. No, 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 still no and no. The problem is God. You can't expect to have a strong marriage, which is a God institution, which is what we have so many problems with today, a whole nother podcast, not a state institution. You can't expect to have a strong one of those when you reject the, 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 the being, the creator of the universe that created that institution. Okay, and then the last thing, education. It's the same exact thing, folks. The problem with education today is not that we don't have enough money. It's not that our teachers are horrible or our administrators are horrible or our counselors. It's not uh, that we don't have, you know, oh, if I just move to a place, oh, Lord, we see this. If I just move to a place that had a better financial situation or, or better uh my vocabulary just went away. Better buildings, better, uh, you know, better football field, better baseball field, better classrooms, better, except no, no, and still no. Or a longer day, right? If we just put the kids in there for a little bit longer, they'd be better. No, absolutely not. We have a problem in education today. Actually, the time thing is the exact opposite. We have a problem because 
parents aren't raising their kids anymore. Other people are. The teachers are. The administrators are. The counselors are. The daycare is starting at six weeks. That's the problem. We have folks. i got to calm back down here because a couple of y'all have made mention of that, which I appreciate. The problem in education today absolutely starts and ends with rejection of God, just like the economy does, just like our marriages do. If we want to fix education, we've got to put God and Jesus Christ back in the center of public education. I'm not talking about private education or homeschooling even. I'm talking about public education because if you want to have a free public education funded by taxpayers, it has to Go back, as Patrick Henry, the end of that quote that we just read, said it has to go back, reoccurring to those foundational principles. If you're going to have public-funded education, it has to rest on the principles that built this country, and that's the teachings of Jesus Christ. You go back to that quote by Washington that's so wonderful. It's impossible to rightly govern the world without God and the Bible. And that, that's exactly what we're trying to do in our marriages in our families, in our education, and in our economy. All of this stems from that. And our founders knew this. You can see, and I just picked three or four quotes today, folks. I, 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 didn't, even, I didn't even make a dent. They knew this. And we need to listen to them quickly. It, we may not avoid a war, but whether we do or don't, if we're really going to save this republic, that's got to be the, the, the priority. It can't be. I'm going to be socially liberal, but fiscally conservative. Fiscally conservative can't be the priority. The priority has to be the social side, the faith, God, the principles of Jesus Christ. Sure to appreciate y'all joining me, as always. Uh, sorry I got a little riled up there at the end, but thank you for sticking with me, and y'all can just ignore that when that happens. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless America. Nothing's impossible with God, folks. Nothing. We need to remember that and cling to that. We'll talk to you all again real soon.